Are you a high-performing real estate investor who's looking to further elevate your performance? If so, download our free guide, Raising the Bar, Five Steps to Elevate Your Habits by joining our insider network at elevatepod.com. This guide created by yours truly has the power to put your transformation on autopilot and exponentially change your trajectory. Go get your free copy now at elevatepod.com. Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Holly Williams, the legendary Holly Williams. How are we doing? Doing great, Tyler. How are you? It feels great to be with you in my house. Isn't that amazing? I know. We are having a great time in Louisville, Kentucky. I've never been here. Right? And you're buying deals here now. I'm buying deals, and it's a great deal, <laughs> and very excited, and love working with you. Just Same. Crazy, and this is going to be our second deal together. I know, I know, it's fun. I mean, we always have fun. Uh, there's nobody that makes me laugh more than Holly Williams. Where does that come from? Like, where's the humor? Have you always been that funny, or what's the deal? Well, so when you grow up in Texas, yeah, where everyone has big hair and they're a cheerleader. <laughs> I've heard you talk about this before. Cheerleaders and the you know the drill team and all of this. You better get a sense of humor. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. That was how you stood out or what was the deal? Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was like you are what you are, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just born. I mean, I was Were you five, like a class I clown? I was five foot eight in the fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> so all these little girls were little teens. Were you a bully kind of or I did beat up Jonathan, what was his last name? <laughs> when he tried to pull my ponytail. He might listen. See, I to had long hair. I mean, I was doing really? it, but it was, yeah, but I was like really, really tall. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, what can I tell you? So there is this thing that I do now. I've started to do this over the past few months on the podcast where I ask people to describe themselves in the way that the closest people that, whether they're married to them, whether it's their kids, whether it's their family members, best friends, in the way that they would describe you, how would they do it? I mean, play with me on that one. Well, so it's interesting because I know that you work with Trevor McGregor. Yep. And My so friend, big shout out to Trevor. And our friend. Big shout out to Trevor because Trevor actually was the person who had me do this and it changed Love it. everything. Love it. What he had me do was he had me ask a few questions and picked like, couple of relatives, couple of people I work with, couple of friends, and just asked some questions like what when you think of me, what do you think of? And when you um, what what do you think that I'm good at? Mm -hmm. What am I better at than anybody else or whatever? And all of them unanimously said like the same stuff. And that's when I realized that you know, I'm, my personality is never going to mesh with my boss's personality. We're never going anywhere. Right. Right. And so it was really interesting to see that in black and white. And it was really like, I'm reliable, can talk to anybody. Oh, my gosh. Your and if I want to get <laughs> and if you want to get, you know, I get stuff done and cut to the yes. chase. Now, what I'm not is very detail right. oriented. I just want the bottom line and I'll. Yeah. I got to have somebody with me that pays attention <laughs> to the details because yeah, I'm not going to do it. 
Yeah. So when you were asking people these questions, you were were you surprised at what you found out? Not necessarily. It's but it, just it reinforced a bit. Right. And you were like, wait a minute, no no kidding, right? This no is me. wonder I've had trouble. Interesting. So when you say you had trouble, this was when you were still considering, all right, corporate life, because you were you were in an advertising role, I, a corporate I, executive for how many thirty years, oh, right? Yeah. And yeah. You know, it got to the point where, you know, you keep getting promoted, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're responsible for, you have all these people reporting to you. I'm not that, I, <laughs> I'm just like, get it done. I mean, I can, I did it. Yeah. I know how to manage it, you know, yeah. NL, all that stuff. And I know how to manage people. For sure. It's not something that I aspire to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want a staff of 40 people around the world where I have to keep up with them. And, and I'm terrible at it, frankly. Yeah. And I really have. The biggest thing is it's not that I can't do it. You just don't enjoy it. I hate it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's hard. Because you're just such a, like, free spirit. You're like, let's go. Let's have fun. Let's learn. Let's push the bounds. Like, let's have fun. I mean, you just, I mean, you're hilarious. None it's of this is working. Yeah. You see, my husband's like, you don't do any work. And, and <laughs> but I you work like I, hard, though. The I thing is, like the thing I that don't. I've learned about you is that you work hard. And most people, you don't see it as working. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. Because I've hired somebody now to do all the stuff that I don't want to do. Yeah. And all I really do is sit around and talk to people and, <laughs> and go look at properties. And, right. And talk to residents. You know? So you're in your unique genius now. Yeah. You know, and, and so everybody has to do, yes, I mean, you, you, you know, we're dealing with this thing with my company. I've got to find the paperwork yeah. for whatever. Right. It's painstaking. Right. So yeah. a lot of, there's, you're not going to find anything that, you know, is perfect. Right. Right. And you're not, everybody has to do things that they hate to do, whatever. But, but it's all about the percentage of time that you're spending on things that, you know, you really are really going to move, um, gratify you as a person mm-hmm. and really make you happy. And it's all about those things that spending more time on those things than all the stuff that you, and in my job, at the end of my career, I was spending 90% of my time in things that I hated. Yeah. And now early in my career, I loved it. I mean, it wasn't like I was miserable for 30 years. Right. There were many times, many parts of it I really loved. Right. And when I was a salesperson and all that, I loved, you know. But oh, I, gosh. But it you was, could sell an icicle to a, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? I had a great time. Right? <laughs> and even a manager of a sales team, that's fine. But when yeah. it got to be, I wasn't going to go. Not, I had done as much as I was going to do in that whole career. So when Trevor challenged you to ask those questions to people around you, you were, I would imagine you were having some internal dissonance with your life at the time. You're mm-hmm. like, what's my problem? And you're starting to ask this question. Then it started to become clear to you that you needed to be an entrepreneur. You needed to pivot. And late in, later in your career, oh, yeah. which is a lot of people would say, I'm not going to do that. I don't even care how much dissonance I'm feeling. Is there anything else that you would reflect on on that time? Well, I think that I was kind of an entrepreneur, Entrepreneur, so yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Like early in my career, I sold. I worked for Nielsen Arbitron, the ratings. But it's Nielsen now. It was Arbitron back then, and people used our stuff to make advertising decisions. Yeah, yeah. So it was data. I right, sold right, data, right, right basically. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was in New York State, and New York State borders with Canada. 
And at that time, because of the exchange rate, Canadians were really advertising in New York hmm. across the border. So I just go to Toronto and started calling on all these agencies in Toronto. Well, we, I never asked anybody. <laughs> I never just went <laughs> up there and did it. And it turns out I ended up opening an office there. Really? Yeah, it turns out, too, that I wasn't really supposed to travel internationally without <laughs> all this extra paperwork and everything. I love how you break rules without even... And I just went. I, I didn't it. even bother. I mean, what's the difference, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I just went up there and did it. So, so it was those sorts of things, and we ended up getting a couple million bucks, you know, ease, quickly out of Canada. That And so the people, you know, Arbitron was like, oh, my God, who is this person? And so that's kind of what... So you always just follow your your nose a little bit. Right, and I really wasn't supposed to. Seriously, we could have gotten in, I guess, a lot. Somebody told me, whatever. Somebody somewhere told me we could get into a lot of trouble and whatever. That's happened to me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're one of those people that, I, and I get the sense of, in a good way, is that you break rules, you apologize later, but you don't break rules in the sense of taking advantage of other people. You break rules for the greater good. Does that resonate with you? Try to. Yeah, because I mean, some rules are BS, you think? <laughs> That's like half of our conversations is like, can't believe this, can't believe this, this is wrong, can't believe, why are we doing this, what's wrong with society, and this, that, and the other, right? And it's not a negative mindset, but you're pointing out things, it's like, come on, guys, what are we thinking here? Is well, anybody it's questioning really anything? stupid, you know? I mean, <laughs> a lot why of things. wouldn't you be able to go to Canada? I mean, it's just right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's a border, right? Which, which could be, in some ways, imaginary, Right, like this border is made up. It wasn't like I snuck across. How many things are you made know, I up? I took a plane and a passport and everything. They knew who I was, you know, right. so I didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> and what's the difference between a state, one state and another, too? Correct. It's just a line. Correct. We look at it on a map and we say, well, this is this state and this is that state and this is the certificate of good standing of this entity. It's all made up. You know, it's really <laughs> interesting that you say that because, you know, we're in a, an environment right now. You know, we yeah. fought a civil war, right? Right. Long time ago, and there were states. Right. And people didn't get on airplanes and travel. I mean, I would have never, you know, 100 years ago or whatever, obviously, probably even 75 or 60 years ago or whatever, have gotten on a plane and moved to New York from Houston. Right. You know, I grew up my whole life in the South. Well, it's not so much now that we have a border differences at all because we were just really getting really co-mingled. I mean, I'm married a New Yorker and you know, big shout out to Joe, by the way, I know, Joe gets a lot out, of love. Shout out to Joe. That's right. Yeah. And I want to meet, I can't wait to meet Joe. He probably won't even watch. <laughs> I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. He won't get that shout out. Will he? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but you know, he it's, we're not really, it's what's where you're from anymore. It's more of your values and, and how you look at life. I like that. And what I love about the business that we're in mm -hmm. is that, you know, it's all about like-mindedness and it's all about surrounding yourself with people that have a lot of the same values as you do and complement your skills. And if you don't have a really, that's what Trevor did for me. I mean, and I took personality to, and, you know, all the Myers-Briggs and all that, yeah. the corporate stuff, and it was just whatever. It, Trevor really boiled it down for me. Here's you. Here are the people that compliment you, their qualities, and here are the people that you just are not going to work with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it occurred to me, I mean, when I looked at that, this is my boss. My boss was like the... The antithesis uh, the, of you. The, 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 in the 
you're not going to work well with these people at all, so just forget it. Wow. You what know? was that? Just curious. What were the type of people very that... Very detailed. Okay. Yeah. Very, you don't very mesh process, well with them? Process, uh, you know, all of those Are things. these people that you don't mesh with, well with or well, people that you people need that to surround yourself with? want me to be... Oh, they want you to be there. Got it. Like a, like a boss. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, it's okay if you're complimenting yourself, but even then right. that person has to be able to see the big picture because otherwise they're right. just going to sit there... We all have to, I tell my daughter this all the time, you know, you, you have to have a working knowledge. Like yep. I made her take a computer class and code, learn what, she needs to know what that is. Yeah. You know, she needs to know what you have to do. You don't have to be. So that when you surround yourself with people who are in it, you can understand if they're doing it right. Well, right. And you, you can understand what the capabilities are. Yeah. You see, so. Yeah. If you're going to design a, 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 an app for the iPhone or whatever, in this day and age, I mean, I'm over the hill, right? But You're pretty technologically advanced, though. But i got to get you some AirPods, though. <laughs> no, they She's, fall out of my ears. I've tried it. Oh, come uh, Yeah, they on. do. They don't that is so, that's us. such an excuse. Anyway, we've tried it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you look good at these, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's me. Yeah. But, but yeah, so... So you have to have a, a knowledge of this is kind of what you have to do, but it doesn't yeah. mean you have to do it. Like I know how to mm. mow the lawn. It doesn't mean I. Right. You so know. what you, what you realize is that it was about who you're surrounding yourself with. If you wanted to expand in your life, it was about who you're surrounding yourself with. And you were talking about in real estate, it's like-minded people. Mm-hmm. One of the things I would take it a step further, it's abundantly minded people. It's an abundance mindset. It's people that say, mm-hmm. look, if we push a little bit or if we surround ourselves with complementary skill sets, we can go bigger. Not only can we receive more, but we can give more. Mm-hmm. We can make a better impact and all these mm-hmm. things. This is one of the things that's like our relationship is like, I love it. It's so fun to talk about. Well, I mean, and the other thing is, is really owning who you are and what makes you tick. Ooh. Right. So I thrive on being with people. Me if too. I'm not yeah. with people, I I spiral downward quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and we do not want to see that. It would be bad. Like, and I, I, tr- I love, you know, going and I don't necessarily love the airplane part of it, but, but going you know, once I get there, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I thrive on that. Yeah. And so COVID this last year and a half is, or so has been especially hard. It's really made me mad actually. Just really? The, yeah. I mean, because it's like, anyway. Is that because you haven't been spending time with people or you're saying you've been, maybe it's just like it's affected your state, so to speak? Probably the yeah. state. Yeah, yeah. Just exactly right. And owning. So, so you said owning who you are. But, but see, and that's the beauty of technology is that that's my fault. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, you have to own you, what you're responsible for. And so instead of being a victim of the circumstance, you could say, look. I have all of this at my fingertips. Like you and I, we connect, we probably connect every day and it's a right. little bit, it's like, all right, stop calling me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Second of all, you know, don't call me again. But right, 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 uh, right. other than that, you know, it's every, you know, every once in a while, it's all good. But, you know, so you have these things, right? So we can connect. You connect with people all over the country, all over the world, really, right? So well, like you see it. Now, you're always asking me, can you put the name of the thing into the form? And I'm like, <laughs> no, not really. I really but don't you do want it, though. to, but they do it. But, you, you figure it out. I mean, but you, you have joke. to remember, I have to be prompted. Okay, can you please put the name, the <laughs> email, you know, whatever, because it's all in the head. But you do it, though. And But the thing that I've really recognized about you is that you connect with people to a point where they trust you. And it's not like you've swindled them into something, but mm-hmm. you, you educate people and you connect 
them to opportunities, you connect them, but you're also just friends with people. So like, what are you, if you had to like really take a step back and like peer into your life, like what is it that allows you to do that? Is there anything that you would say? You know, everything that I'm doing. Maybe it's just natural today, personality, right? Well, today, I mean, I try to talk about my experiences mm-hmm. and I try right. to learn. And people from, connect with that and they, they resonate with that. Yeah. And I try to learn about other people's experiences and find common things. I mean, we're so divided in this country and it just blows my mind because I can sit down, if it's one-to-one, I can sit down with someone that is completely, totally off, completely politically or whatever, the complete opposite. Right. And we can agree on 80%. I like that. And that 80% is really the important stuff. Totally agree. Totally you know, agree. It's really, really what's really, really important. Like fix the airports, fix right. the roads. Easily. I mean, Obvious. I mean, seriously. So what I don't, you know, that just reinforces to me because this is not rocket science. I didn't think of any of this. <laughs> I've never had an original thought in my life. Right? <laughs> the smartest people I know say that, by the way, um, which is amazing. But you know, that's a pattern. The fact that we can't do that and that our leaders, they don't want us to be united. Totally. And and so I've come to that conclusion, and that is another reason why I wrote Hidden Investing. Yes. It's another reason why I try to listen. I watch much less news than I ever have. But you're still informed, and we can talk about that. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) No, but... But I think that... But it's not about information, it's about insight. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I just think that our, we're not... And I have a teenage daughter who I can tell you right now is being spoon-fed things. Mm. And not necessarily to take a multiple-choice test. I mean, but... Right. They're not learning the whole story. Right. And how to think critically. But that's what you do, is like you take in the information, you observe... And you glean insights based on what's happening. And like one of the reasons like you and I have connected so much is obviously doing deals together, doing real estate, but you look at real estate in a very unique way. Like you look at it as not only can we create income streams and, you know, keep more, which is like keep, oh, yeah. keep more.com, by the way, go to keep more.com. That's Holly's website. And it's really her company. It's keep oh, more yeah. and yeah. talk about hidden investing and obviously all the things that you learned from transitioning from being a corporate executive to entrepreneur and now entrepreneur and investor and so forth. And you observe all this stuff Mm -hmm. and you say, we haven't been given this information. Let's do this. Let's go for it. Well, this is the thing. (laughs) All right. If you had, you know, if somebody today gave me a million dollars. Okay. And said, listen, here's a million dollars and I want you to do something good for your community. I want you to help you know, move something forward or whatever. Yeah. Would you give it to Washington to do that? No. I wouldn't, no. No, because, and it wouldn't, it would just go poof, right? And so it occurred to me what really, I was getting, you know, more and more disgusted because as I rose up this ladder and began to make some, get into a position where I could do some good stuff. Right, you were creating some income. I ended up paying half of what I was making. Which is what most people do. To the government. If they're blessed to get to that position. So I'm very blessed and I became very grateful and I wanted to share things. And it seemed like every 
where I turned, all of my accountant at that time said, was, I mean, well, that's lucky that you're paying a lot of taxes. It means you're making a good. Oh gosh, I hate and that. And it makes me, it sends me into orbit, <laughs> basically. Because I've seen her in orbit, by the way. It's not pretty. Right. And so, <laughs> and so I, I, you know, I watched. Then when I watched my parents, this was the big thing. I watched my parents, you know, they did the 401k thing. And I remember right. the day my dad retired and he took the lump sum as opposed to the pension. And he told me, they said, because we want to leave you and your brother we can, we can, you know, whatever. Because he, he had bought into this whole thing. Yeah. And thank God I was in a position to help, you know, him in, later in life because they, they got killed and they didn't get Did killed. Did they run out? Or? Well, just about. They didn't get killed because of mismanagement. They got killed because of taxes. Right, exactly. So you, you put that money in the 401k early on, and you take it out. They make you take it out, first of all. And you pay. It's taxed as regular income. Mm-hmm. That is a huge difference. Right. And, and so you put it in when you're in a low tax bracket, and you take it out. And this is the other line that's in my book is, I talk about these myths. Yeah. I've found that for people to really begin to change their mindset into in private investing like the wealthy do. See, there's public investing. You see, the stock market is a secondary market. I mean, it's really like not the car, not the, it's the used car market. Interesting. You know, it's, it, it is a secondary market. The wealthy have opportunities to participate in the primary market. Directly. And then they open it up. Got it. Some other people. So when I discovered this. When did you discover that? When I found multifamily syndication. Because that is all we're doing. Right. Is until now, until recently, if you wanted to buy an apartment complex, you you see, even today, you can go to any apartment complex. You can ask the people that work there, who owns this? They don't know. (laughs) I mean, they'll tell you the name of the management company. Always. But who owns them are A-Rod, you know, and, and these hedge funds. <laughs> or Holly funds. Williams. Well, now, but these hedge funds and all of these special first position funds that you need, you know, a $30 million net worth to participate in and all that, they get access to this stuff. And they have for years and years and years and years and years. And all we're doing is saying, wait a minute. We can do the same thing, except we can get people that we know and give them the opportunity to participate. And that's what, that's what my friend Joe Fairless did with me, did for me. Right. He came to me and he said, this is what I'm doing. This was your first foray into yeah. the business. This was, what year was this? It was his first. <laughs> yeah. You guys knew each other through advertising, right? We in did. New York? We did. We okay. did. And we knew each other before that. Big but, shout out to Joe Fairless as well. Uh, yeah, Phenomenal yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good, still today fabulous friend and and we're we're tight and, awesome friend awesome and, person um, so this was probably 2012 and i had okay. just lost my parents and i had just experienced this whole thing I so mean, you were like really fresh oh, on they this did thing. everything you know this is in the car we're talking about long-term care insurance i'm big into yeah. this infinite banking right just all of the you know people try to sell you long-term care insurance well my parents bought it you know, and it just keeps going up and up and up. And so finally, at the end of the time, they, they ended up dropping it. So none of this is theory for you. I mean, like you saw it up close and personal I and you've seen it. it. You've experienced because it. Because yeah. they tell you, we all have. 
In I mean, some ways, it probably angered you, I would imagine. Oh, In many ways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just not the whole story, and we don't have access to this stuff. Everybody's getting lied to. And, well, it, you know, they've got their own agenda. And it's not necessarily like, so if you're a stockbroker, which really you're a salesperson. Right. And you come out of, see, I went to, to business school, and I didn't learn any of this. No, I didn't either. I learned about mutual funds, and I learned You want to know how I learned about it? Rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. I mean, seriously, as simple as it is, and everybody talks about it, but it's like, oh, wait a minute. That's it's right. really simple. That's exactly right. But it's a mindset shift. But I didn't know how to access it. So the first deal is with Joe. And so he says, look, I'm going to buy this property. I need you to come in with me on this. Mm -hmm. He's educating you on what it is. You're like, yeah, he I have no really idea. Know he didn't really know that much either. I mean, right. it, it, you know, so, so he has worked really, really hard. And people think uh, he just made a success overnight. Yeah. And that's entirely not true. So committed. And so, you know, so that's kind of how it, it was. I grew organically into this. And it was really by personal experience. When I, yeah. when I went a year or two into this, when I found out that I had all these paper losses that could offset, because I beautiful, I had bought rental property and stuff, but that's a lot of work. But that is work, yeah. It's right. like you deserve a big time paper loss. And you <laughs> can't scale it, and I was paying exactly. taxes on that that income, right? So I was. It, it's completely changed my life, and so my whole my whole and and what blew my mind is that i know people i was fortunate enough to to work for some pretty big companies that and startups that i have some friends that made lots more money than me when we were trying to raise a million dollars to buy this first deal i was like oh that's no problem i call up my friend in san francisco that sold his last company for 350 million dollars and i'm like listen got this real estate blah, 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 blah. and he's like holly Listen, I lost money on a land deal. You know, do you want to, if you want to start a market research company, I'll invest in it. Do you want, you know, Interesting. do you want a job? <laughs> but it's like, he oh my like, gosh, you're desperate. I don't understand. <laughs> and, and it, you know, they don't, they don't know about it either. And I've had right. people. Even in that realm. Oh yeah. yeah. I've had, I mean, really, really high level corporate executives don't know even real estate agents. But they're starting to know, though, because you're, they're starting to see, I mean, 50%, 60% taxes. And people are starting to see, like, wait a minute, that doesn't feel right. So I think people are starting to look. I'm seeing that. I don't know if you've seen more of that yeah. recently. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because we're creating so many jobs. Right. And we're paying In real taxes. Estate. I'm paying taxes. Oh, my There's goodness. There's no question. We've been talking about property taxes left and right. Like, oh it's crazy. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But but I'll tell you that that there's a war because people don't understand, and I think that it's intentional. So I don't think that when I come out of college and I want to go work on Wall Street, I don't know either. You see, they go in and they'll join. Nobody knows. They'll join Fidelity's training program, and Fidelity will teach them what they want them to know. Exactly indoctrination right and so when they tell when you're plug into the system every single investor that i've and i've talked to a bunch that says i'm going to talk to my financial advisor i was like don't even bother he'll tell you no right and because they're not educated correct and they don't understand either that well there are a few there's a few that understand but right. they're they want you to go to their sales product mm -hmm. right and they're not they don't have the interest and then the other few get this you see if they work one of my closest friends, you know, was a big cheese at Deutsche Bank, right? 
Well, I didn't know this, but he didn't really know it either. But what he did know was that he was putting people in stocks and he owned a little of them. But really what he was doing was investing in their private funds. Interesting. So if you work there, you have access to. And when I asked him, I said, so how can I get in it? Well, you can't. Well, it's for people that work there. They work with some of the really rich. Well, how much money do I need? Well, you need a $30 million net worth. You need this and the other thing. And because it's risky. That's what they tell you. Oh, yeah. It's risky. <laughs> oh, that's really risky. And, and it's really, I mean, meanwhile, you can go if out. If a $30 million net worth person makes the decision, it's not risky. I mean, it, well, not you know, even there's education. Of, you, know, <laughs> you and I, you can go out, anybody can go out and buy a stock and it can go down to nothing. Absolutely. But Every this, deal has inherent risk. They've set the yeah. accredited investor thing. You know, right. you, we don't have access. So now your tagline of- is invest like the uber wealthy. Correct. And that's what, so like this is another insight that has given you more of an inside look to say, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, Trust me, I'm in the stock market. I right. don't think any of you're this You're dynamic. Is bad. You have a differentiator in your portfolio across the board. I'm just saying that, wait a minute, something's not right here that, yeah. that banks are the largest purchaser of life insurance in the country. So, right. banks, okay, so why do banks purchase life insurance? Well, oh, by the, it's the safest place, and they get good returns. So and that's their own infinite banking policy. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so they are making 5%, you know, on their money. They're loaning it to you for a point, you know, they're loaning it to you for yeah. seven, whatever, whatever they're doing. There's leverage, which is one of the most powerful things in the world. And on compound interest and all these things combined, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Right. And I'll say, oh, well, my money's tied up. No, right. it's not. <laughs> when the 2008 financial crisis happened, the banks limited the amount that you could withdraw from an ATM at one time. Right. You know, the banks, they do this fractional It's an lending. alibi, the whole they my money's tied up. They only have 10% right. or so right. of the money that you've got deposited. Because it's on the insurance policies? <laughs> if you wanted the whole thing, you know. So it's... You create it, some Once problems. I learned about all of this and how... And, and then today... What's really gotten me and what prompted me to write the book was what I've learned in, with multifamily and infinite banking and, and then seeing our government just print money. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital and you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called the bottom line, the 10 ways to increase cash flow in an apartment complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value packed ebook. So I want to, want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from 
reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. And you talk about crypto, you look at the financial markets, you look at currency in general. I mean, tell yeah. me, talk to me a little bit because I, I do really appreciate the way that you observe the environment, you make sense of it and you make decisions personally and you connect other people to ideas as well. Yeah, and I'm not a financial advisor. I want to make sure that that's 100%. That's, that's is, important. Yeah. I'm not selling, you know, free, nobody's offering That's anything. the cool thing about it is you're not selling anything. There's nothing to be sold. Well, I, you know, this is only my experience. And I can tell you, just for anybody who's listening, this is Holly, how she lives personally. Like, with this, <laughs> if the microphones weren't on, we'd have the exact same conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we are. <laughs> you know, we really are, yeah. And it's supply and demand. Right. I mean, it's just... We're talking currency this now. This is basic yeah. economics right. that if you have, you know, to be a currency, a currency has to, first of all, be scarce. It has to be hard to get, take a lot of work. Has you have to, to exchange a, value, right? It has to be portable. Okay. has to be accepted as currency. So anything can really be a currency. Like a real estate. Well, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an asset. Oh, yeah. My, I, I have people that are buying bullets because you, know, you yeah. read about these totally. people that yeah, are buying lumber. bullets, lumber. I joke, I go to, I go to Home Depot and I see somebody driving with some lumber in their truck and I'll say, that's an investor <laughs> right there. <laughs> that's exactly that's the an toilet. Use me toilet paper, right? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'll sell you a roll exactly. of toilet paper. So, <laughs> so I think that, or I'll trade it for something, you know, and so that's right. all, this is really what a currency is. And so when you just, ha it used to be backed up by gold, Right. It's not now. Right. In 71. So it's basically. Bretton and, Woods, right? And they confiscated yes. everyone's gold. Yes. I mean, they really did think about that. It, it made it illegal, right? It was illegal to own gold and for a certain period of time. that's what they're trying to do with crypto. A lot right. of countries. And they can't because they can't. They can't shut it down. I mean, the SEC, new SEC, SEC chairman, uh, Gensler, Gary Gensler. That, you know, just shut it down, you'd have to shut down the internet. They very well may do that. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that they're printing money. You see now inflation. I've been saying this for a year now. You can't keep printing money and not have the money that you have go down in value. And that's what inflation is. Yeah, no doubt. So everybody thinks that, you know, they're getting all this money from the government, but but it's really hurting the middle. It's hurting people because what's happening is you've got more money. It's being given to you, first of all, so you become a victim. Yeah. You can easily because you start to become dependent mm -hmm. and I've got it so bad. And, and if you're a victim, we, we've talked about this, you know, you can never not be a victim. Right. You're always a victim. You'll never get out of being a victim. Yeah. And the biggest, scariest thing in our country that's going on right now is the whole victim mentality you know, it's your responsibility to make me feel comfortable. You know, it's, it's your responsibility. You know, it, it's, 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 it, you know, my daughter's in high school and I'm like, honey, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're Discomfort 16 is years old. You're supposed <laughs> to feel uncomfortable. That's what, so if you don't learn how to be uncomfortable when you're 16, when you're 35, you're not going to, right. You're going to be totally lost. And so, so we are, we're creating this whole cycle of dependence 
with money that, and that's what's happened in Venezuela because it costs yeah. more and more. They don't, everything's so expensive. And then usually what happens is that the countries just, you know, get rid of that and develop a new currency or, you know, just like a stock split, they'll, you know, split it. So all of a sudden one peso. But this is why, why financial intelligence is so important, because what's happening right now, it's, it can be very complicated and complex in many, many regards. You could also simplify it in many of the ways that you just did. But it's important to pay attention and to get your head out of the sand, right? Because we could just say, well, this is good, you know, modern monetary theory. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about modern monetary theory. It's all good. Just keep going. Keep investing trillions of dollars in new technologies and don't worry about it and it'll all be good. Or you can say, all right, well, let's hedge our bets. Let's have mm -hmm. an understanding of how, what is this doing to impact? We can be against right. certain things. And we can also say, regardless of that, how do we act now? What's the best way to act? That's and, what you do. And you can, I mean, not every deal is a good one. Right. 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 <laughs> if we know well, that. Well, right. But I will say this, you know, real estate, land ownership, it's, it's so there are certain universal truths, Right. One universal truth since the beginning of the modern world was that land ownership was a measure, the measure of wealth. And voting rights and all these things. Everything. Yeah. If you owned land, you had power. So there's a clue. And you had money and you had, I mean, it, it, it was valuable and it never, ever has not been valuable. It, you know, that is one positive thing for real estate, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, so you go back in history and you can see those clues. And now when you talk about inflation, I know one of the things that you and I love about real estate is that it hedges against inflation in many capacities. Yeah. Right? Because it's limited in, there's only so much of it and it's yeah. hard to get. Right. You, you know, you don't just build, right now we've oh. got a big, huge housing shortage because no, you can't find, everything's so expensive and you can't, can't find contractors. Nobody knows how to do anything because they're sitting back getting paid by the government. Right. So, you know, some of our deals like, you know, in, in Orlando, for instance, there's a, if you want to buy a house, there's nothing to buy. And if you want to build a house, there's a 12 to 24 month backlog of, and it's probably bigger, longer now. And we talked about this yesterday just a little bit. It's like, what's going on with the supply issues? Because there's supply issues all over the place for everything, for rental cars, for lumber, for steel. I'm, I can't what get a is the deal? Car. Right? Poor thing. You, Tyler's been running around Louisville picking me I up mean, and taking me away. Yeah, so I can't find a rental car. There aren't any. Yeah. I found one that was like, you know, three hundred dollars a day. But but you go back you go back to the thought of like, okay, I can be the victim. I'm like, oh well, woe is me. We can't get all these things. Right. And and then but or you can say, all right. This is the reality right now. So how do we act Correct. as investors, as entrepreneurs, as people? And you look at this and you say, well, supply and demand. We were mm -hmm. talking about currency, supply and demand for real estate. Obviously, prices go up and all these different things, right? right. Return on investment. Well, and people are renting. So when I went to Orlando and, and, you know, people are moving like Charleston, South Carolina, I mean, and Louisville. Yeah. I mean, people are leaving Fleeing. You can't get a U-Haul in New York. Right. As a matter of fact, I might just see if I can drive one back and get paid for it. <laughs> that could be another source of revenue, right? But you already you have so many. I like you it. Know, you know, it's 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 seriously, you can't do it. And and so these people have to have a place to live in. When I Orlando especially, I went down there and every 
one from Latin America, especially like Venice, countries like Venezuela, mm -hmm. they know Cuba. I mean, all of these these people that have lived under these oppressive, where where they call it hyperinflation. Yes, and it's a thing, and it's really true. You can you, there's nothing to buy, and a hot dog is twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. And so, if you, anyone with any means at all has gotten out, right? And they don't have anywhere to live. And so they're renting apartments. These are very wealthy, you know, people from Latin America that can't buy a house and have contracted to build one, but they're not going to be in it for another two years, right? Right. If that. And I think that that's, I don't see that changing because everyone, I don't, I, don't, I tell people I have very few friends in New York now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're everywhere else. You got some friends. Not you got many. friends. Not like I did. Yeah. We had a really well, good time. Because everybody left. A lot well, of people left. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, it's like I go, you know. Well, it's important. I mean, like you go back to like paying attention. You got to pay attention. What's going on with migration? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Not only domestic migration, global Correct. migration. Right? You're talking about people leaving communist countries, socialist countries. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to, people are trying to find freedom, right? So you mm -hmm. have to understand the drivers. I think this is important. You have to understand human behavior. This is one of the things that I think you and I have a lot in common on. You have, you were an advertising executive for many years. Mm -hmm. You had to understand human behavior. That's so right. Are you connecting, you're connecting those dots behind like, you can see where things are going based on what you understand about current future behavior. And it all comes down to people just want to live. They just want to be free. <laughs> you know, they want to. Most people do, unless right? you've been taught to be a victim. Okay. This is it. And you see, I write about wealthy, how the wealthy think differently. Let's you talk see, about you that. You see it all the time. And this, again, everybody, this is just my opinion. I'm certainly not worth a hundred million bucks. So, you know, take it for the grain of salt that she's, it is. She's she's legit though. She's but, legit. I don't know about that. <laughs> but but I mean, really, you if you you hear it all the time, these star athletes make millions of dollars. The people win the lottery, they win like a hundred million dollars, and they're broke five years later. Yes. And it's because of the mentality. Wealthy invest in assets. Mm-hmm. In assets like real estate, like gold, like. Bitcoin, I mean, and, you know, if you really take the time, Bitcoin's not just a speculative, Bitcoin is a, there is a finite amount of it. And, you know, that's a whole other thing. You can go to my website and find some stuff. I, I've done, I do webinars occasionally and, yeah, and, and I've I'll, done some. I'll give you a shout out because she did a webinar on crypto. Three of them. You've done three webinars on crypto. And you definitely want to go check it out. Just go to keepmore.com. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember you talking about, and I don't want to take the tangent mm -hmm. too far, yeah, but, but you were talking about crypto as being almost like what it reminds you of when the internet was you know, 99, 2000. Blockchain technology is going to change everything. It's like and we're on the precipice what, of that right now. And the banks are terrified. Janet Yellen at the, and, you know, all of, all of our monetary, they don't know what to do right and they can't regulate it right some now. some of the regulated. banks are now uh, refusing they're they're if you you can't buy you can't move your money to a crypto exchange like you can't they're move your it. money yeah. to crypto.com to buy crypto right so we're not gonna let you buy crypto with your money i mean right. just just let all this sink in and 
what kind of smart decisions is our government really making? You know, do you really think that they're smarter than you? Yeah, are you really going to let them make your decisions? That's exactly right. Yeah. And so we have the greatest country in the world. I agree. We have the greatest country in the world, and that's what freedom is. Yeah. You know, freedom is, I worked for this. I mean, I don't want anything from the, from the government except maybe the army or something. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they're really supposed to be doing. 100%. So, so I think that, that you should do your own research, but I've stopped now just taking what I'm hearing as the truth. Right. And you're questioning everything. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think so, and I don't think everybody in our government's bad. I don't think I don't. Right. I'm not trying to say that it's bad or we should revolt or just anything. Take a, should, yeah. Just take a minute, because most of the people that they're not bad people. They're yeah. just doing what they're told to it's do. It's a system. It's a system. Yeah, and it's ingrained. It's just, and you know, society evolves. And it comes down to mindset, it seems. I mean, honestly, like it really, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this and it, and it really seems like what you're talking about is we've got to change the way we think and we've got to take some clues and, and look at some patterns, obviously behaviors in terms of investing in assets, but how else do the wealthy think? Well, so the, well, another universal truth, one of them's land, measure of wealth, yep. bit, you, know, you know, gold is a measure of wealth, all of those things that mm -hmm. have been traditional measures of wealth that have not changed to this day. Sure. Another one is uh, the whole uh, things grow. Okay. Okay. The universe grows and expands. Yes. So I go back to my hometown in Houston, and when I grew up there, there was one loop. Now there's three. <laughs> I don't even know where some of it goes. It's amazing. Right? Now it's the fourth largest city in America. Yeah. Right? You've, been, you've lived here in Louisville, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's grown it's, tremendously. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. The forest burns down. Right. New growth. And it rebuilds. It just does. That is what the universe does. That's a natural law. Correct. In it's all a natural ways. law. So, so if you've got a company, when you grow, people need, you've got more, need, greater needs for everything mm -hmm. because you just grew. Mm -hmm. You just doubled the amount of concrete you need. You just doubled the amount of, you know, whatever. And you're able to sustain more people and we're like goldfish. Right. You know, that we really are. <laughs> we, we grow, we expand our stuff. We've all got stuff. Yeah. Right. I got a garage full of stuff. And ever how much room you have, that's how much stuff you have. Yes. It's <laughs> I mean, true. it really is almost. What's that law? There's like a natural law. But I don't know what it is. I don't know, but you yeah. just got to, got to look so, so, you know, it's, it's an infinite, there's an infinite supply. There really, really is. And yeah. so when you are, it's, it's not, if you're rich, then I can't be. Yes. It's, and especially with the government printing all this money. <laughs> there's more money out there than, than ever. Right. I mean, and that is why. I see people complain and, you know, say, Jeff Bezos got richer and the rich get richer and the rich get richer. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> you. you've gotten all this money, too. But what they're doing is taking that money and investing it in assets. Right. Their behavior Correct. reflects the natural laws of the universe. Correct. It is about how you think. And if you think, oh, I just got this money, I'm going to go buy, a, you know, whatever. I'm going to go, whatever I'm going to do, buy something. I mean, I 
I have a Mustang convertible, right? Oh, I can see you driving oh, it yeah, right it's now. It's a lot of fun. It's my <laughs> midlife crisis car. And it's a stick. Yeah. So half the people never get stolen because nobody knows how to drive them anymore. But it's a blast. But And I love it. And it's fun. And I could see dry, how driving a Lamborghini would be fun. Yeah. So there's things like that I that you invest in your be. own happiness and energy and things like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's not all about investing is what you're saying. Yeah, but I, I can't see myself taking that kind of money and putting it in a car that's going to depreciate. <laughs> but what I can see is taking that money and going and investing it and then maybe uh, uh, driving my friend's Lamborghini <laughs> <laughs> or getting a, a renting one or something. Right. You know, it's just a different mentality. Yeah. And yeah, if you have, if you're Jeff Bezos, but I hear he doesn't have one. But, but the thing about, like one of the things that I've recognized about the most wealthy people that I know is that they're very cognizant of who they're spending their time with, what they're putting into their mind. And like the thing that I noticed about you is you spend your time with great people, people who are questioning things. They're saying, why is it this way? Or what else might be true? And mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with those type of people, educating them, connecting them to new opportunities. And what I've also recognized is that you're almost a little bit magnetic in how you surround yourself with people who think bigger as well. Could you say anything about that? You know, I I think it's just a natural yeah. progression of what, I mean, if you believe this, if you believe what we've just talked about, how, you know, if somebody just gives you money and it's very easy to become a victim. Right. If you don't have We were to, talking about this on property we yesterday. Yeah, we were. And, you know, there's a person in on the staff, you know, we're trying to decide yes. who we're going to hire and who we're not that, that we were thinking, you know, he had an excuse for everything. Well, we can't buy this, we can't buy that. Well, you know, is it because, you know, is it because somebody above him is saying you can't? Or is he really, is that him, right? right. That he's, and if that's him, so we just have to wait. And <laughs> after we take over and, and once we say, okay, here's. Well, it's go. like what Trevor says, coach him up or coach him out. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, exactly seriously, right. let's give him the tools to succeed, to succeed. But if we can't get him there, then. You know, we can't have that. We can't surround ourselves with victims because I don't know about you, but it's easier to become the victim than to be the victor on the way to victory, right? If you surround yourself with victims, people say, well, you know, I can't do this because the new tax policy is this, or my money is now worth so much less because they've printed so much more. Okay, there's many issues out there, but what are we doing, right? What are we Correct. doing? What type of behavior are we engaging in? Correct. You know what I mean? And you really have to just think logically. This is all logic. I mean, come on. This guy was, was worried about a countertop. Right. And he right. was afraid that he was going to make a mistake. And so he was getting waiting for the guy from Home Depot to come out and measure it so that yes. he didn't make a mistake because it has to be perfect. And it was going to be four more weeks or something. Some like, nonsense. Crazy. Meanwhile, we're losing, you know, $1,000 a month, at least, yeah, yeah. with the apartment sitting empty because there's no countertop. And it's I'm like, like, well, wait a minute. Is it the same size? We figured this out in about two seconds. <laughs> is it the <laughs> we really same did. size? And we're not smarter than anybody. Correct. I'm really not very smart. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, <laughs> seriously. And, and You're, She's and, really and, not. And, no, I'm unbelievable. really not. I mean, I didn't, no, she's believe good. me, I didn't score on SAT, all this stuff. That, <laughs> like your daughter. I Texas Tech. Yeah. And, you know, You're not as smart as your daughter, that's for sure. Right. That's true. But she... But we figured it out. I mean, it was like, look, man, you're stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. Correct. And so that's another thing. It's like, let's think about this. And let's use some logic. you've got one of the same size at the other thing, why don't yeah. you just go measure that yeah. and order the same thing? I mean, and, and I don't know about you, but 
I grew up with this middle class mentality though mm-hmm. as well. It's like let's make sure that we wait the four weeks and let's Correct. make sure we measure do six right. times. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, do yeah, it yeah. right to make sure we don't waste anything. And that's true. But what you don't realize is that you're losing thousands of dollars along the way. You don't realize that. It's the it's a different mindset shift. You have shift. to critically think about it. Yeah. What's the trade-off? Right. Because there's a downside to everything. Yeah. I mean, nothing is without risk. And that's the For thing sure. with, with COVID. It's almost like you, listen, it's a risk. Yeah. It is a risk. But what's the... But you don't focus on that though, yeah, right? Well, what's the... What's the What's the alternative? I mean, I, I decided a, a while ago I didn't want to live like that because it yeah. was ringing me down. Yeah. And so I stopped living like that. And. Uh, but when you when you're the victim and you, like there's a downside in everything, you automatically manifest that. In my opinion, correct. The downside comes, and then you're just like, "Oh, see, I told you." But then when you have the opposite mentality and you say, "Look, there's a downside in everything, but there's also an upside in the downside." That's right. That is when some amazing things happen because then you can take action. You can perhaps get that upside. And even if you don't get that upside, maybe you experience that downside. There's a gift in that as well. And what's really disturbing is that we are lowering standards all over in so many, so many things. Yeah. All the way down to, you know, you make college free. At college, the problem is it's too expensive. There's oh. no question that we've got a huge, 100%. huge problem with college costs. But if you, but getting it, giving it the community college free isn't the answer. You got to work for things. Well, yeah, you know, so so I think that we go from extreme to extreme, and mm. that's what you know governments do. I mean, we were just talking. You rise to the level of your expectations, yes. and so we were we're buying this this property in Evansville, Indiana, and we were there yesterday, and it's like. How many power washers do you have? Let's go. I mean, seriously. With- it's a, it was dirty. The property, it just, there's so many little things. It's yes. like, gosh, clean the property. It's ridiculous. And this thing is 90-something percent occupied. Oh, yeah. And what's not occupied are the or the apartments. The only thing that's keeping it from being 100% is that the countertop isn't here yet. I mean, it's exactly. just like crazy. Yeah. And so... And so it's like, these are things, this is a huge opportunity, but we can make that. Not only can we make money for our investors, and, and we can make that a better place for, for, for these tenants to live. And when you come home to a nicer place, you begin to believe that you're worth that. Mm. And when you begin to believe that you're worth coming home to a nice place and that then you are able to, maybe I'm worth, maybe I can get a better job. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can, you maybe have I can to. become more resilient, persistent. Correct. Maybe I can go through a little bit of discomfort in whatever it's my professional career in relationships. Maybe I can bounce back from this challenge. Maybe I am not a victim. In Correct. These things, right. And that's how you change the world. Yes. That's the answer. The answer is not to print more money and to give everybody, you know, we need to help one another be all that we can be. Take some personal responsibility. Yeah. And it, it's a two-way street. You know, I tell my daughter, it's like, you know, the bar isn't all that high. She's trying to get into colleges. And, you know, one person said, no, go to a virtual thing. And I helped her write a note to the person. And could you, and all of a sudden, the, the, Person, the admissions person has time to see her. So have a little bit of persistence, right? Yeah. The, the bar is low. It's like if because you get a no. people, you know, she got a no, mm-hmm. and I'll try to contact me in the fall or whatever. And and I said, well, write her a nice thank you note. Yeah. And then just put a few things in there. Da, 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 da. So I helped her kind <laughs> of tweak it. Yeah. And, and the response was, 
I'm glad I, you've done your homework. I appreciate that. And she's going to meet her on a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon and show her around the school. And this is the head of admissions for a, a college that's really one of the top schools in the country. So. Well, and it's like if you believe in something, you're willing to go over that small bar, even though most people aren't willing to go over the small bar. What's the worst that could happen, right? The There's worst, no downside. It's, it's not like you're going to offend her. We're in our own heads about these things. It's like, well, if we follow up with an email, then they might think that I'm annoying. Or yeah, who cares? But everybody loves a thank you. Yeah, exactly. You know? Everybody loves a thank you. And so yeah. you don't have to be completely annoying, but you can stand <laughs> up for yourself. And, and yeah. that's about really what, what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the difference that we can make with what we do. And I love multifamily because of that. I know. You know, we can really, these people in, that can't build a house and don't have anywhere to live, we can give them a nice place to live until their house is built. This is why, like, our, with, and I'm so glad that we're, we've partnered on multiple deals now. We're oh, doing yeah. more. We're, we're going to do, do so much more. And, like, our philosophy with CF Capital is elevating communities together. That's right. And it's, and it's, it's not just about taking and extracting all the value from other people. It's about giving and receiving and allowing every person to receive. Like whether you live there, whether you work at the property, whether you live around the property, whether you work around the property, whether you've invested in the property from an equity or a debt position, all these things. It's like we can all do better. And because we're <laughs> bypassing Wall Street, you see, we don't have to pay for big offices and, you know, I didn't even get a rental car, right? <laughs> that's and right. We don't have to do that. Then, then that's just why Wall Street does not like us. Right. Because what we're doing is doing exactly what the hedge funds are doing, only we're sharing that a little much more broadly. Yeah. And so that's the opportunity that I feel so great about everything that we're doing because it's just it's just really able, we've made a difference in a lot of people's lives all the way from the residents to the investors. So it, let me, I, I want to be respectful of your time. And I know you and I have got I know, some we things we got to go right, here right. soon. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to ask you just because one of the things that I think is really insightful about you is that you continue to educate yourself, not only from the financial system, markets, political stuff, things that's going, things, things that are going on across the world, across the country. Is there any advice that you give your younger self on being educated on this or stepping into further, whether it's financial education or just logical thinking? Is there any advice that you give your younger self? Just because somebody's in a position of power doesn't mean they're necessarily right or that it's necessarily right for you. But that doesn't mean that you should hate them or that doesn't mean that they're automatically trying to screw you. That the universe is also more people are good than not good. Now, I want to reiterate again. Listen. Do your own research. I have no idea. I am wrong about a lot of stuff. (laughs) People don't agree with me. I mean, and that's fine. But just don't take what I'm, don't take, go investigate yourself Mm -hmm. and see, see if you, you know, read my book. You know, I'm going to give your, uh, your, your listeners a a free copy. Boom. You know, if they. We'll put a link in the show notes. Put in keep more in the, when you check out hiddeninvesting.com and you just. Pay for, I think, shipping the book or whatever. Perfect. So, you know, read that and see what you think and do your own. Don't believe everything right off the bat. Question things, but also don't be, don't put yourself in an analysis paralysis position where you never take action. Be willing to go after things. And don't be intimidated 
by people that are because they're just people. Yeah. Right. And try to find people that have what you want. People that are better than you, people that are smarter than you, and and try to try to try to hang around them. I love it. You know, and 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 that's what I tell her. You know, don't hang around these people that are dragging you down. If you want to go to Harvard, you find some Harvard graduates and go hang around. Go around with people that want to go there. And if they say no, ask again. <laughs> say thank you for no. But here's what I, my proposal is. Here's what I suggest. That's exactly right. Right? Because right. you're here to serve people on purpose with purpose. And what advice would you give me? Right. Yeah, everybody loves a coach. When I was oh, in sales, gosh. I would say, talk to somebody. I wanted to get to somebody high up in a company. So I'd find like their assistant or I'd find somebody else in the organization. And I was like, listen, hey, listen, Susie, I really need a coach. Oh, man. Who doesn't want to be a coach? <laughs> right? You just put that person on a huge pedestal That's and right. that feels good, right? I it feels really good. need a coach. Can you help me navigate this? Mm. How do, who should I talk to? This is kind of what we do. Yeah. What kind of things do you think? What, what, should, what would you do if you were me? How do I manage? you all kinds of advice and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but you couldn't get in there anyway yeah you do that you do a really good job of that you're always people talk about who not how all the time you live that every day who not every day i mean believe me i get everybody's human right for sure and you know bad things happen yeah oh yeah we've had some bad things happen you know and yeah and but you bounce are, back. You're resilient, and it's about your mindset. You got to keep just going because what's the alternative, right? What else are you going to do? We're, we're here. Might as well have a good time. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, things always turn out well because that's the law of the universe. That's it. Yeah, so I think that's a great place to wrap today. But too. is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you like to just, share with all of Nation? This is just great. It's just <laughs> such a privilege, and so grateful to be here, and and just you know we've got a nice little tribe here, and it's just a I wonderful. Agree. I agree. Yeah, no, I appreciate you so much, Holly. Um, is there anywhere where Elevate Nation can find you? Where's the best place for them to find you? Is it keepmore.com? Keepmore.com. I've got a Facebook group you can join. There's links to the book. The book is hiddeninvesting.com. You can yep. go there, get, get a free gift, get buy the book free, whatever. Just put keep more in the when you're checking out. And then, of course, you'll be, you're on social media, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook. Are you on Instagram? Are you on Instagram? You know, I need to get on Instagram. <laughs> you gotta get you on I Instagram. I have an account and I have some followers, but <laughs> I don't know really how to, I mean, like. When you start blowing that, the thing's gonna blow up. It's gonna be unbelievable. I can already feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Holly see. Williams, thank you so much okay, for being thank here. Thank you. All right. So great. Until next time, Holly, Elevate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.